G'day. An autistic, a straight white male, and a gay walk into a bar. This is the result. Welcome to Raptor Gaming AU's podcast called the Raptor Gaming AU Podcast. Original, I know. Where we don't give a fuck about your feelings. Hey guys, welcome to our first podcast. I'm your host, Potato, also known as Brayden, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Stan. Oh, hello, I didn't see you there, Brayden. I didn't see you either, g'day. Oh, spooky. And I'm also joined by Lauren. Hello. Hello. Uh, so, yeah, this is our first podcast. Um, originally, Raptor Gaming AU started out as a Gary's Mod server, which is a modification for uh, a very old Steam game called Half-Life 2. Uh, we did a lot of dark RP servers and things like that on there. Um, basically, those those went pretty well, and that eventually died along with the game. And from that point forward, we moved on to YouTube, where we now continue to do various live streams and playthroughs and other different videos that we like to make from time to time. Um, we play a lot of Overwatch and tend to stream that quite a lot. And that kind of brings us to our first topic for this podcast today, which is... The recent announcements from the uh, BlizzCon and the Blizzard World Cup. Um, so, first of all, you've got Blizzard World, the new map. Um, it's oh. it's a hybrid map. I geeked out. There were so <laughs> many Blizzard references. My little Blizzard fanboy exploded inside me. I was just so happy it wasn't another control point map. Yeah. Yep. I think we need ten more King of the Hill maps. <laughs> If they like Temple of Anubis, then then maybe. But look, I I like it. I think it's cool that Blizzard continues to exist within Overwatch's lore. Like you've got Diva as the world's number one StarCraft player, and then you've got Hearthstone throughout pretty much every Overwatch map. Um, yeah, it's very someone good. Who, I, very I think that's kind of cool. Wall. Yeah. Someone who doesn't play any other Blizzard games, I'm so lost sometimes. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, it's so amazing, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, I've, I've taken a look at the map. Like, there's, there's videos of it out there, as well as some, some other stuff that we're going to discuss a bit after this. But um, it looks like there's a lot of flank routes. It looks like a really large map, obviously, because it's a hybrid. Um, think Eichenwald and Barney and um, Hollywood, King's Row, maps like that. They're, you know, they're huge. Um, but I was taking a look at it, and it looks like there is a lot of Symmetra turret spots. So I kind of feel like Sim's going to have <laughs> a fucking field day on this map just by taking a look at it. Like, there's a lot of archways and things like that. Like, I think um, that the bridge to the first point in Temple of Anubis, or like the um, the archway on Volskaya to the first point, like things like, like that. Eichenwald. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Like they're everywhere. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty much the opposite of Junker Town, then. So you're oh yeah, exact over opposite. It. Yeah. And as a mercy man myself, I'm crying. <laughs> Yeah, Daddy Kaplan basically went, okay, I know we gave you a, a kick in the balls of Junker Town, but here's a good map. Let's just forget about that one and Horizon. Yeah, pretty much. 
I'm pretty sure Jeff just went, oh, we buffed Mercy too much, let's just fuck her. <laughs> yeah. We need a map that absolutely counters her. I don't know, was, was there anything else that you guys saw about Blizzard World that you found kind of interesting? It was just full of Easter eggs. All yeah. of which probably went over Lauren's head. Oh yeah, entirely. <laughs> that, that's what made it for me. That's what made me happy. I didn't pick I up a single reference as I looked through it, actually. Nothing. I, I don't saw even... there's, like, little, like, probes from StarCraft, like, flying around yeah. and shit. Yeah. There's even, like, the, um... I can't remember the... I think it's Stormwind with all the statues. That, um, World of Warcraft, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played too much WoW, unfortunately. Oh, it um, eats your life. Some of our viewers are probably going to be wanting to kill me through their, uh... their fucking speakers now. But, you know, that's okay. I'll get to WoW eventually. You'll see. Might, might even stream it. So there you go. Go check out our YouTube channel if you're not already <laughs> listening to that here. What a segue. I like it. I know. If, but, if um, there's one thing I do like about Blizzard, they really put so much attention to detail into their maps. Like, if you look at any of their maps, but I did notice it a lot in Blizzard World, where just they must just have hundreds of people looking through this and making sure everything is absolutely perfect. Yeah. And that's, that's the other thing as well. They, they actually are able to take advantage of their, their PTR. They're able to put stuff up on there, get feedback on it, and then effectively change stuff that the community says no. You know, like, this is... They're actually listening to what their fans are saying, unlike a, um, a certain other game that Overwatch might have killed. Um, and this is why it's, it's as successful as it is right now. So. They're perfectionists. They are. The beauty. They, they are quite a breath of fresh air in the world of EA and Ubisoft at the moment. Mm. Early access games that are only mm. half done. Oh, uh, yeah. A- another big thing that Blizzard has revealed over the past weekend. Moira. Am I pronouncing that right? Moira? Myra? Moiri. Moira. Mo- Moiria. Moiria. <laughs> I'm, Moria. <laughs> um, I'm so he looks ready. Great. Like I, I have one flaw, and what? I may be disagreed with here, but her color aesthetic mm. isn't very original. Like most of the <laughs> characters have a color aesthetic that's different. Like when Sombra came out, it was you know the purples. She has the exact same color scheme as Zen, and it kind of made me sad. I'm Zenyatta, but evil. <laughs> and ginger. Because like, I, I wanted... have red hair. <laughs> well, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't have a unique colour scheme. She doesn't have any unique abilities either. <laughs> I know. I was expecting a little bit more indifference. But she that's, still looks great. That's it exactly kind of it. Like, it does kind of feel like she's pieced together from other characters. But she at is. the same time, she's like the 27th character, I believe, now. And there's going to be a lot of balancing issues if they went completely crazy, I who think. Was, mm. Who was the last character, though? Doomfist. A, oh, before, so, Arissa was before Doomfist, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. See, she had, like, characters pieced together to make her kit, but she looked so different. Yeah. She was a horse. Like, you look at, that's as different as you can get. You look at other characters that have been added, though. Like, when Anna was added into the game, you know, she's, she's a healer, but she completely changed things. Yeah. I wasn't personally around for it, but like you, you, you didn't even have to be playing the game at the time of Anna's release to know that she completely changed the meta and how the game was played. Yeah, back she... in the old nano days. Like... Oh, back in the, the Beyblade era. Yeah. Yeah. Where you go fast. 
Well, but, um, like, see, Anna completely changed it because not only did she change how the supports play, she could completely change how other characters played. Like Winston, for yeah, example, was exactly ridiculously it. hard to keep alive before her. So, but see, so you look at other games like your um, your MOBAs and things like that. So, League of Legends, Dota, and you look at the the roster of heroes that they have to pick from. Like, how many does does League have? It's like in the hundreds, isn't it? Oh, it must be by now. Like. You know, you, you, you compare that to Overwatch, and you have to imagine that if Overwatch continues to grow at the rate that it is, that they're just going to keep adding more and more characters. Like, you know, there's a BlizzCon every year. Um, so... Yeah, I just have little hope <laughs> that they change it up a little bit for the next character in this yeah. game. Like, there's no green, is there? Give me a green. Arus is green. <laughs> Genji's green. green. Oh, shit. Oh, they've run out of colours, that's the problem. They have. Just add a rainbow character. Isn't that Tracer? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, on, on the, uh, the topic of Moi- Moria, Moira being um, a combination of different characters' abilities, you've got her, her right-click, which is like her, her damaging attack. It locks onto players, um, it's basically Symmetra's beam. However, one thing to note about it is that it doesn't lock on as well as Symmetra's beam, and it doesn't do anywhere near the same amount of damage. Keep in mind that Moira is meant to be a support, probably more so than Symmetra. Um, but I think that's interesting. I think Especially... Moira's playstyle is going to be incredibly hard to pick up at the beginning just because you're right she is a support she does heal but she can't heal unless she's in the front line and actually um putting out damage exactly so for our viewers that that don't know what we're talking about the reason for that is her left click heals kind of in in the same way that uh may's left click works but she has limited use of it like there's a bar that fills up and lets you heal but it only fills up when you do damage. So if you're not out there doing damage, you can't heal. So you can't just sit back and work like your your normal kind of standard healer and hide behind your tanks and things like that. You need to be out there wrecking stuff. That's probably why they gave her her little teleport stealth ability. So you can mm. get in, get out, get some charge going. Well, on that, that's taken like straight from Reaper. It works Kind of in the same way, it's just you, you're completely invisible and you move super quick. It's like a Sombra Ice Reaper hybrid. Yeah. This character might change up your standard meta more than people actually think she will. How so? Like, well, because honestly, I don't think her healing's going to be all that great. Apparently, yeah, it's a bit lackluster. Which kind of balances then... her out. Is she then viable enough as an offense character to use her as that offense, you know, slot? I don't think she deals enough damage is the problem. Well, that's what I, really, I mean. So She really takes that Zenyatta slot where you get some healing, you get some damage to make up for if you don't have a high damage DPS. The Zen has the Discord, though, which helps everyone. She doesn't have one of those utility abilities. Yeah. What I'm getting at is, is she taking that healing space, or is she taking that offense space? I'm taking that healing space every time insta-looking her. Yeah, I think she'd be taking the healing space. But then, see, the thing, though, is, 
it, uh, unless you communicate this effectively to your team, and let's be real, Platinum below doesn't really do this, what is the rest of your team going to think you're taking? Probably a, a support slot. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Like Some might think differently. And that's where you're going to start to get these these crazy new team compositions coming out of people's asses because people are picking Moria. <laughs> well, you've seen, like, Sombra act as a healer with her health packs and only having one other healer on the team. I have, but occasionally... Something along, yeah, could be something just, along those lines. Well, not even just occasionally. Like, 75% of the time, especially in lower elo, when people pick Sombra, you get, like, two other DPS, even three other DPS in the team, and it's just, it's it's a cluster of... I don't think that's hitting. because of the, the support slot. I think that's just down there. The meta gets thrown out the window a little bit because nobody cares. Yeah, People down hate Sombra. <laughs> I've, I've played enough comp with you as a Symmetra where people expect you to be taking that support role, which is completely wrong. I think that's mm. what's going to happen to Moira. She's going to, just because she said that she's support, she's going to be taking up that healing slot, even if that might not be where she should be. Yeah. I think because most of her kit is based around healing, I'll disagree and say she'll be a support and good at it. Hmm. Well, again, we've, we've got the, um, she hasn't even been added to the PTR yet. No. So, when that happens, Liz will get feedback and they'll be able to change abilities accordingly. Can we um, talk about that ult for a second? We can, that actually. That beautiful, beautiful ult. Yeah. It's... Mm. Can somebody like explain to me what the ult is? I don't, I don't think I really understand. It's a big boy beam that heals and damages anything at its path. You can heal and damage, and it does mediocre healing and mediocre damage. But you're running around shooting a giant beam. Okay. Throw video <laughs> so that it could outheal um, Barra's ult. The intro video showed her killing people with the orb as well, which apparently. Yeah isn't that viable, doesn't do that yeah. much damage. See, that, that exactly is my fear. If you can't out-heal a Pharah ult, Hanzo ult, or anything like that, that means you don't have that defensive ult if you get stuck in a grav, or if Genji ults, like, you, you can't save everyone. If you're stuck in a grav, can your ult actually hit everyone if you're, you know, weirdly scrunched in with the rest of your team? If you spin around really quickly, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> the ground, hope for the best. And like spamming um Diablo 3's like wizard beam, spinning <laughs> yeah. around in circles That's trying exactly to hit everything. What I thought of. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because I've seen some videos and it doesn't look like it lasts very long. My only kind of major fear with it, like it looks like it lasts four seconds at most. Yeah, every time I've seen some gameplay, it's just someone running at the enemy team trying to kill them with it as well. Yeah. I haven't seen it be used for healing much. Yeah. Blizzard did announce another thing, and that was new skins. But not skins for a, a brand new loot box or an event or anything like that, but skins to just be added to the normal loot boxes. Um, they're all legendary skins, I'm pretty sure. Um, some of them are kind of mediocre, but a lot of them are taken from other Blizzard games, which I think is amazing. Um, I was saying this to you two before we started um, filming the podcast. I said they should add Ryan's skin from his new animated short, and they've done that, which I think is great. Because it has hacked us. 
Yeah, listening. Just always listening. listening. Um, But another one, I think, what is probably the best skin in the set is Widowmaker's Nova skin. I think looks absolutely on point. Um, Lauren hasn't played a whole lot of StarCraft, but I think Stan can probably agree with me on this one. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the best. I have another favorite that I I can mention a bit later. Mm. But that Nova skin is on point, and <laughs> I am sure there is going to be more Rule 34 on her now. Uh, oh, God. hooray. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like Orissa's skin. Yeah. I don't like Orissa. Yeah. It actually looks like an immortal from StarCraft. It's... Mm. And I think this is the first Zarya skin I've seen that hasn't looked horrible. What yeah, she's the, the Halbarian. The Halloween one, I feel like they gave up on. They went, there's no way we can make Zarya yeah. look good. Let's make her look so bad, it's good. But see, they made her look good with this new skin. But yeah. the thing, the difference, though, is that these new skins that have been taken from other Blizzard games, they're not just, re- like, you know, different skins. They make them look like completely different characters. Yeah. Like that Immortal skin doesn't just, you know, make Arissa look like an Immortal. It changes Arissa into an immortal. The same goes for Widowmaker's Nova skin. It looks nothing like Widowmaker. It's yeah. not they've taken Widowmaker's character and have, you know, made her look like this this other different thing. It's literally Nova. It is the character Nova that you are now playing as. It's not Widowmaker. Um, same goes for Zarya's barbarian skin. Like it is literally the female barbarian from Diablo. Um and then you've got Roadhog's Butcher skin as well. Exact same deal. That one looks amazing. It does. Are you telling um, me that the only reason the Zarya skin looks good is because it's not Zarya anymore? Pretty much, hey. <laughs> like, which, you know, if that's, if that's what they need to do to give her a good skin, then I'm all down for it. <laughs> oh, let's just get rid of her entirely and start yeah. again. We're renaming Zarya as of this patch to Barbarian. Um... Thank you. My favorite hands down is Black Hand Doomfist. I see. I didn't like that one so much. He's that's I'm a WoW character, yeah. 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 Okay. I what is the name of the WoW character? Played WoW. Black Hand. Okay. I was just making wow. sure. Black Hand. <laughs> it seemed mildly racist until you explained it. <laughs> I love how they gave Black Hand to Doomfist as well, like. Oh my Ooh. god. I did not Ooh. think of those racist undertones. <laughs> now I am. Um, May's skin was kind of... Eh. Like, this is her, what, her fifth legendary skin now? Yeah, and it's just from her cinematic. Yeah. Which is just... Oh, more snow gear. <laughs> Yay! <Ooh. laughs> now I can look different while I fucking torment your souls. The... Like, nothing's ever lived up to the Christmas skin where your snowman gets a little hat. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, they've never cool. topped that. I think they really, like, missed out on an opportunity where the beekeeper skin didn't make her gun shoot bees at you. Yeah. yeah. Bees! Like, how? like, bees! The World Cup. So, I personally have not seen much of it. I don't think Stan has either. I Lauren, yeah, what can I you struggle. tell us? Oh, the World Cup was spicy, honestly. 
Um, unfortunately, Australia didn't do very well, but when does Australia do well at anything? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Cricket. Us. Sometimes. <laughs> do we? I don't know. I don't watch sports. They <laughs> 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 <It> seem so. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're pretty good at things, man. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. So yeah, South Korea took the gold, which was kind of expected. They were the favourites. They won last year. Um. Apparently, walking into this comp, everybody was expecting them to not drop a single round. Apparently, um, before the the actual finals, they were undefeated. Right. So they were looking pretty hot. Um. The U.S. <laughs> were the other favourites to win. Um. But at the same time, nobody actually expected the U.S. to be able to beat South Korea, but they would give them a run for their money. Unfortunately, right. they got paired up to play in the semis. So in the semifinals, it was a random draw, and the U.S. played South Korea. So the top two battled it out, and unfortunately, South Korea made it through, which meant the U.S. was completely knocked out. Uh, Canada actually came second, which was a bit of a surprise. Canada hasn't been the strongest before in these competitions. And then Sweden actually came out third. Which was also expected. So Sweden it's funny how up, Sweden was expected to come third. Uh, well, they were expected to, to place high, but they weren't oh. expected to get that high, I guess. Sweden's just like not the first country that comes to mind when you think of like good at esports. Is that a racism? Not really. It's just like I, you know, if if you think about esports, I just I think about South Korea, Korea, and China, and like Japan, I guess. Yeah. China got steamrolled. I know. They, they I got completely that. flattened by France, 3-0. I just want to cut it real quick, because I just had a funny. <laughs> <laughs> as, you were, as you were talking about South Korea winning the Overwatch World Cup, I was scrolling through Facebook, and literally this picture pops up. This is what I saw. <laughs> and... Oh my god. <laughs> Those of you That's who cannot see the photo, <laughs> it is a photo of Trisha Takanel from Family Guy dressed as a bunch of ninjas. So there are four Trisha Takanels dressed as ninjas <laughs> as we talk about South Korea winning the World Cup. I'm pretty sure she's not Korean, by the way, so I think that's a racism. I, I, I know, but it's like, I had to mute myself. Like, <laughs> I'm standing here today as we fuck up Canada. <laughs> What else happened at the World Cup? Uh, yeah, South Korea pretty much completely demolished. The US did give them a run for the money, won a couple rounds, but they just wrecked, man. They have this one guy on the team, his name is Flowers. Right. He's 17, and he just annihilated people. You could do nothing against this guy. He pulled out Widow on Hanamura. They couldn't do anything against him. They sent three players after him, he still lived. They sent the entire team after him, he still lived. There was nothing they could do, and they essentially just laid down while he headshot them and won the game. Sounds like every, like, gold ELO game with a Widowmaker ever. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Except, like, they would send the Winston into dives. Like, they had a Winston with a Zen Orb on him being pocketed by a Mercy, and the Widow killed Couldn't him. do shit. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure not, I watched... Not I'm pretty sure I watched um, Jake, who is the captain of the US team, just like look down the line at his players like, we're fucked. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> like you just saw I the defeat in their up. eyes. But one thing I really noticed about South Korea is they never got tilted. 
They could mm. really make massive comebacks in games. They could lose multiple rounds in a row and still come back for the win. Well, they they have that live-or-die lifestyle. Like, they need to be good at esports, so it's just... It's all over, man. They dedicate their lives to this stuff, like, if they lose. Well, so does pretty much everybody else who is there, but I saw other teams get tilted, but South Korea, man, like, they would keep their heads, they get back in the game, and yeah. they... Crazy. I get tilted is... when I launch the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm already mad. They just had this amazing synergy where even... Before anybody had died, they'd realized they were going to lose the fight and all pull back before a pick had even been made, like if it just wasn't going their way. Mm. That's just a lot of, like, yeah, really good game awareness. Yeah, it was insane. But, and it was funny because they didn't really run with the meta either. Like, the meta completely changed this World Cup compared to last year. Like, with the new Mercy patch, you never right. saw Mercy in competitive before the new Mercy patch. And now Mercy's a complete staple. You can't get through without her. Yep, yep. It wasn't the usual just Ana Lucio that you were seeing last year. But I saw a surprising amount of Bastion getting pulled out. The Canadians really like to pull out some Bastion. And I right. saw some good things. Okay. Actually, Canada like completely fucked the meta. They were running Junkrats. They were running um, Roadhogs. They were running Bastions. They were running a Attack Torb at one point, I think. <laughs> I never saw a Symmetric get pulled out, though, so sorry. Yeah, that makes me a little sad. Especially just... given like there was a, a comp. Like last year, sometime, and there was a particular guy where every time he pulled out Symmetra, they won the game. Just it's it's sad to see now that she's getting no love from the uh, the world scene, which kind of makes me want to use her even more. Did you see any Doomfists? That's an I believe I saw Doomfist once. Apparently, at the moment, Doomfist is the least played character and has the I lowest win it. rate in competitive. Shady Doom's in a bit of a pickle. Not very useful, is he? Like, it's, there's I don't just know. better alternatives, I find. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, he if doesn't... you're good at Genji, you're gonna play Genji over Doomfist, like. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Apparently, like, since the um, Junkrat patch, tracer deaths have gone up by like 30 or 40%. I would believe that. Junkrat has been. Destroying me recently. I'm having numb flashbacks of the double concussion mine. Yep, yep, all of it. Like you, the first time that came out, like you'd go in and you'd get hit by the first one. You're like, okay, I'm alright now. And then another one would fly at your face and you just fall yep. off your chair. Bye, everyone. Yep. <laughs> just, <laughs> I guess like, we're starting our pushover again. <laughs> up in that higher rank as well, like using those concussion mines just for positioning was. Insane to watch. I'm pretty sure Jake never spent any time on the ground. He was always in the air. If he wasn't in the air, it's because his opponents were in the air. I watched him throw a concussion mine on a point, fling the entire team in the air so that the um, tactivizing soldier could shoot them all. Right. Anything else really come from the World Cup? Like, or is, is that it? What was the prize pool, actually? I honestly don't think it's going to be that impressive. I have heard the... there just isn't money there. Oh, no, it's... I um... say 360,000, I think. Yeah. That's US as well, so roundabout. I'll take that. Yeah, around about 500 grand Australian, probably, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere around but, there. You do the math at home. But that's across first. So, like, each um, team only got nine grand. So, something like that. Like, it's, it's, you get a certain amount for first, second, third. Some of that is for winning each of the live stages. Like, that's spread amongst a lot of the teams. 
Yeah. But would you do it just for the glory? Oh yeah, you totally would. Like think of somebody like Seagull, they he makes enough money off of streaming. Yeah. You you chuck in like, you know, you're streaming as well as that's not the only comp you'll be doing in any given year. Like there's numerous comps and if you go around to each one and at least perform well in it and make a couple thousand bucks, you know, that's sustainable for your life. Also think about sponsorship. Um, yeah. T-Mobile stuff from the US exactly. team. But apparently the um, there's no other competition in the US. There's some in the EU and a lot um, you know, around Asia, but the US doesn't have one except for what is now the Overwatch League. So that's what the yeah. money is at the moment. What am I, I think... doing? At trying to study and do university. I just got to play Overwatch more. Yeah, right. That's, that's the thing, though. We're never going to beat South Korea. Here's a segment that we're doing every week on our podcast. We like to call it Cunt of the Week. You're a stupid cunt, suck my dick. And essentially the idea is that we we discuss the week's latest and greatest cunt and talk about the cunty things that he has done. Um, or she. Or she. Or she. Uh, so this week, well, not, not exactly this week, um, Mostly last week, this kind of came into um, the spotlight, but it's it's still, you know, more stuff is coming up, new updates and details have just become apparent. Talking about none other than um, Kevin Rapey. Oh, sorry, I mean Kevin Spacey. Um, so, <laughs> Anthony Rapp, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He's a star of the new Netflix show, um, Star Trek Discovery. Um, he's other than this, he's not really performed in anything massive. Like he's not a huge actor by any means. But he claimed that he was sexually harassed by Kevin Spacey at the age of fourteen. Um, Spacey's response to this, however, was essentially that he doesn't remember it because he was probably really drunk, and he now chooses to live as a gay man. So great save there, Kev. Um, just before we go into any more details, like, what what are your, your thoughts on this, initially? I, I watched an anime once that uh, <laughs> had a, a bit of a scandal in the press, right. and their response was to announce something else to take the distraction off the tragedy. Yeah. Like, there. So, um, my anime knowledge is telling me that was the plan, you know, distract him with, oh, come out as gay. Like, he's probably genuinely gay, whatever, that's great, you do you, boo. But, announce it now, so you can kind of take the heat off the allegations, because now it's something else for the press to focus on. Yeah. But yeah that's, that's really what it feels like. That's just my anime knowledge, that's what they did in that. I, I believe you're right. My, my issue is that I feel like they've just haven't executed it properly, because if you're being accused of molesting a 14-year-old boy, coming out as gay doesn't really help your case much. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, it's kind of like, oh, I'm gay. Like, what? Oh, yeah, we know you're gay. You touched a 14-year-old boy. Like, we don't, you're not announcing anything. Here's, here's the thing, though. He didn't deny the claims. He said, he doesn't remember if it happened, but he said if it did happen, you know, he was really sorry for it, and it was grossly inappropriate behavior. Um, I feel like had the session about now living as a gay man 
not have been included in his apology letter, it would have been... F- oh. It wouldn't have been fine, but it would have been a lot better than what the situation now is. Um, yeah, this has just made him look like a bit of an asshole, I guess. Is it relevant? And do we need more people associating bad things with gay people? The answer oh, no. is, of course, no, but... Yeah, like, he's not in my squad. <laughs> Get like, out of here. It gets worse, because recently, I'm pretty sure it was today as we're recording this, I'm not sure when the podcast is actually going up, but um, November 6th, um, Richard Dreyfus, he was in the movie Jaws, you know, obviously very popular film. Um, his son has now claimed that Spacey is a sexual predator, that molested him while his father was in the same room. Oh my god. Um, obviously this is not funny. No, not at all. House of Cards has apparently been completely cancelled. Um, and people, other than Spacey, have now lost jobs and time, you know, five years put into a project. You know, they've, they've lost their jobs all, you know, at no fault of their own. What is funny, however, (laughs) (laughs) Um, there is now a petition for House of Cards to not be cancelled, but instead be kept running with Kevin Spacey replaced with Kevin James. (laughs) Now, I'm assuming Laura knows who Kevin James is. Stan, I'm assuming you don't know who Kevin James is. No, enlighten me. <laughs> he is the star of Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sorry. He's also in, in Grown Up, so I'm, I'm pretty sure. He's also um, a pure legend. <laughs> I think this is fucking great. And obviously the internet does too, because it has over 9,000 signatures. I'd probably um, actually watch the show if that happened. Yeah, like... <laughs> Only if he was reenacting Paul Blart Mall Cop the whole time. Yeah. No, 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 he thinks he's in Paul Blart Mall Cop 3. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just got the script for Paul Blart Mall Cop 3 and he's reacting. <laughs> he's still got to do the thing where um, Frank Underwood, which is Kevin Spacey's character in House of Cards, like, breaks the fourth wall. But, like, just, like, looks at the camera. And complains about how he has no idea what the fuck is going on or where he is. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> <laughs> we now move into our our final segment of the week, which is called uh, our our time waster of the week. Jigsaw, the new movie that just came out. Um, I'm not gonna start on this one because boy, have I got a lot to talk about soon. But uh, Stan and Lauren. What did you think? Okay, well, no no spoilers. Brief summary. It was your typical Jigsaw movie. There was blood, there was gore, there was screaming, there were twists, there were traps. It was pretty much everything you ever wanted in your typical horror slasher. But I did find they took a different approach with this one. They really focused in on the murder mystery side of it and didn't just focus on the killing. And I actually quite enjoyed it because of that. Yeah, I was always, because Saw is my favourite horror series, I was always going to love it no matter what. I, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best Saw movie, I'm just going to throw that out there. 
but it wasn't the worst. But I was just happy to have another Saw movie, and I was clutching at my seat waiting for, you know, the last ten minutes, where it's all the dramatic plot twists and reveals that every Saw movie does, and the music gets really dramatic. And I, I was happy with the plot twist at the end as well. So, okay, if you guys had to rate it out of ten, what would you give it? Are we rating it out of ten compared to all movies? Or are we rating it out of ten knowing it's a Saw film and walking in knowing it's a Saw film? Yeah, that's that's a completely different because, scale. Because knowing it's a Saw film and going in, I'd give it a solid eight. Compared to all movies in the universe, it's probably more of a six. I would go knowing it's a Saw film, but also knowing that it's been seven years since the last Saw film. And that kind of argue for rebooting the show. I think the I would give it as a Saw movie, a seven. As a movie standalone, I'd give it a six and a half. Yeah. I'm honestly I... surprised. Yeah. I didn't think you guys would rate it that high. Well, it's, it's a movie. It's entertaining. I was entertained while I was I sitting was... there watching it. I had one word the whole time I was watching it. I was shooketh. Shooketh. Yes. I yeah. was shooketh. I was scared. I was alone. Like, we don't we don't always see movies to watch these amazing plots or dialogue. Sometimes we just want to sit down and be entertained, and I was. So it fulfilled everything I yeah. needed it to do. Yeah. Fair, fair call. You know what? You've actually you've changed my mind a little bit. Um, I'm going to give it a six. What but were you going to give it? Not a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, like you said, you, you covered some, some good points. It was your typical Saw movie. Um, you said there was, there was a lot of blood and violence. I didn't think there was. There was not enough gore. Uh, they did dial it down for this one, but I kind of liked it. I found they were getting a bit too much. Now, nah, fuck they, me up, fam. They were getting a bit too much, but the problem is that the last four Saw movies was all about the gore. And if you're rebooting the movie series, the stuff that's going to be fresh in people's mind is the gore. Because all the other stuff is a decade ago. That's, you know... Um, but on the topic of it being more about the, uh, the suspense and the, the big reveal at the end and the plot, I felt like the plot was fucking weak. Like... It was confusing, difficult to follow, it made no fucking sense at parts. And now, it's this is where we get to the part where I'm going to kind of delve into spoilers. So, if you don't want this movie to be spoiled to you, and I must say, it's probably not missing out on much if you do get it spoiled for you, um, please leave now. Spoilers! Essentially, it doesn't it doesn't make sense and i have evidence to prove that this movie cannot possibly fit into the saw timeline that period ooh, them some big fighting words you better have some proof boy they are big fighting words and i do have proof so you remember okay first of all spoiler alert it's a fuck like half of the movie is a prequel half of it it's happening in two different time periods Back when um, John Kramer, Jigsaw, was alive and in the present. But the movie doesn't tell you that until the very end. That's, that's the big, you know, reveal. But the reason I think it's so weak is because it's not possible for it to be that way. Um, so, 
if you recall when it's revealed that it's a prequel, um, you, you see Jigsaw for the first time. He shows himself to the final two of the, um, the five participants in the traps. And they call him John. Like, they know it's Jigsaw. They know it's John Kramer. They call him John. You guys remember that? Yes. Yeah. I, I do recall them talking... Did, weren't they unsure if Jigsaw was still alive, or they didn't figure out it was Jigsaw, actually, for a while? They they knew of him, for sure. Yeah, but they, they, they knew that John Kramer was Jigsaw. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 all that's um, relevant to my argument here. Think back to the original Saw movies. When was it revealed to the public that John Kramer was Jigsaw? It was when he died, wasn't it? Um, either then, or it was after Saw 2. Because Saw 2 is the first movie where the police, like, catch him, and then he gets away at the end, if you remember. Oh, yeah. yeah. But what's really important, look at the state of John Kramer in Jigsaw 2. He's got, he's hooked up to his... He's, he's, he's in dying. a wheelchair. He's dying. He's yeah. fucking dying. And by the time Saw 3 rolls around, he's on his deathbed, like, dying from cancer. You look at him in this movie, he's walking around fine, you know, he's fucking making traps by himself and shit. He's he's on his own two feet, he's not hooked up to anything. He's perfectly fine, it looks like he doesn't even fucking have cancer. It doesn't make sense. Where does this fit? (laughs) I need to pause you there, I think you're you're getting something wrong, and that's... When they're going through the chat traps, they know of Jigsaw. They don't know it's John Kramer. When they see John Kramer, they recognize him and they call him John. They haven't known that John Kramer is Jigsaw the whole time. Yeah, because she was his neighbor. Yeah, yeah, she was his neighbor, but the other dude wasn't, and he knew it was John. I remember, because I specifically remembered this point. Like, it came to me. He called him John, I'm pretty sure. Was that after she called him John, though? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that she knew it was him. She knew it was John because it was his neighbor. And she was the first person to call him John. And that's why the other guy knew. I don't think they spent the whole time knowing John Kramer was Jigsaw. Okay, well, okay, even if that's true, the dude says, the new killer, says that this was a trap that happened exactly ten years ago. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But then everyone says that Jigsaw died 10 years ago. So that confuses me. When you get to 10 years, people tend to round. Like, maybe yeah. the trap happened 9.2 years ago, and then Jigsaw died 10.1 years ago. And the point I'm trying to make is that the plot was fucking weak. It was difficult to follow. It was confusing. It didn't make sense. Um, my other point was that it didn't add anything like okay yeah sure this this guy that wasn't even that great of an actor helped make the bear trap now what you know like how does how does this really fit in with the rest of the show in other words it was a jigsaw movie but it it wasn't necessary we didn't yeah. need this movie there was no new substance yeah. to kind of work with it's a cash grab was supposed to a be. shameless one at that because it wasn't good. 
I don't think um, it was supposed to fit in that well with the other ones. Like, it's not supposed to add on. It's supposed to be its own thing. It's the beginning of a new era. Well, if it's, if it's the beginning of a new set of movies, I don't want nothing to do with it. <laughs> That's where I stand. You look at Doctor Who is revealed to be the killer. Like, there was there was hardly yeah. any personality to this dude. Yeah, I agree Already. And then when the reveal comes, he just chucks a Kieran from the Scream TV series. Oh, I'm evil now. I have no emotion. He already had no emotion. <laughs> I'm acting even less. Like, it went from being, no, you need to get rid of these traps and stuff, like, this is bad, to, I'm evil. Oh, I was hurt in the war or, or something, and now, I'm fuck looking... you, what's my motive again? <laughs> I'm looking like... slightly down. <laughs> what was his motive? I never got that. He, um, Jigsaw didn't want him to die by a meaningless, because the trap goofed. And then he's like, oh, I like you. Yeah, but why is Let he killing people? Kill people? Yeah, but why did he kill people ten years later? It doesn't make sense. Because <laughs> he was killing people who did bad things. But ten he years went. later, why exactly? T- like, I'm going to wait fucking ten years. This will get him. <laughs> this will show them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I where was he when are... the rest of the shit was going down? I this think these are things we have to look past, honestly. Like, it's a Saw movie. You could you rip sh- every you single one though, apart. That's my point, though. They yeah. want to reboot the series and try and start a whole new thing that it needs to be correct, it needs to be accurate, and it needs to make fucking sense above they're, all. The problem is it to, doesn't make sense. They're trying to pull a cloth over your eyes with gore, so you don't exactly. notice the That's holes. it! There wasn't any gore! I know! That was the, that's the best part of Saw. Like, you go to a Saw movie expecting to be grossed out and cringing from... Seeing people in pain, and there was not, there was not really any of that. One of the deaths, it cut away. I know, I know, I more like, than oh. one. I was like, oh, now I wanted to see him get fucked up. That's <laughs> well, what I that's... paid my money for. <laughs> this is why I thought it was shit. I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it, but it was a shit movie, and it was a shit saw movie, in my opinion. I just want to give us honourable mention to the sawdust slash flying pitchfork trap. Oh my god. Yeah. Honourable mention. That was hilarious and terrifying at the same time for the way the those prob- things fell. The, the problem is it wasn't terrifying. The first time a saw blade fell in front of my face, I would have picked it up and put it over my head. I would have just yeah. gone for a swim in the sawdust, just held my breath and gone under for a little while. What would have happened if old mate didn't try and take the other door? Like, was, was Jigsaw really relying on him? trying to go through that door so much. You know what the funny thing is? It happened twice, didn't it? In the one he recreated. It would have mm. had to have happened again. Mm. So they see, must know people really well. What happened if three people got to that final shotgun trap? Yeah. And that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Did he have something different planned? Like, was he going to come in and be like, oh, fuck, I wasn't expecting you guys to be here. You <laughs> oh. win. The whole, point, the whole point of Jigsaw is he gives you a chance to escape, but obviously he planned for only two people to live. Yeah, but, like... <laughs> so, he is a killer. Yeah, they, but that's just a theory. It's <laughs> <laughs> a game theory. Thanks for watching our podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, then please go check our YouTube channel out. It would mean a great deal to us. Also, if you have Snapchat, please add us at Raptor Gaming AU, all one word, no caps, and also check out our Facebook page. 
And please, for the love of God, tell your friends, or if you don't have any, yourself in the mirror about our podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time.